there, I'm Kathy Cooper. Welcome to Lost and Found, where every loss matters and through every loss, something can be found. I am always grateful for your presence. Thank you for tuning in today. And we're going to be doing things a little differently. However, before I get to why and how it'll be different, I um, want to share some important information with you. As I announced a couple weeks ago, um, I have found employment and Monday I'm going to be starting a at the uh, at Evergreen Hospital, I'm just going to do a plug for them. I um, feel really confident in the hospital and the people I met. We're going to be I'll be a clinical care manager, which sounds really important and basically means that I'm going to be helping patients uh, and families plan their discharge from the hospital uh, once they leave. So it's going to be a, a new adventure for me. Uh, I've not done this type of work before, but I I think I'm going to really enjoy working there and. Um, it's going to be great to be a part of someone's journey while they're hospitalized and really try to help set them up for success once they leave. So I say that to say this. the I'm not going to be able to be doing the show on Wednesdays live right now. Um, we're going to be creative a little bit until I get the situation worked out. The hospital obviously isn't going to be able to uh, do without me for those uh, for a couple hours in the afternoon. So been been uh, talking about things and working it out, and it's I'm still going to be on. Um, I'm going to be pre-recording the show for a bit. It's going to continue to air during my normal time here on Wednesdays at, at 1 p.m. And the folks here at 1150 KKNW are just being really great and amazing and working with me. And um, we're going to maybe try a, a different time slot and see if that's going to work. So the show will be on Wednesdays, and then it's going to be a an encore on Fridays uh, from 5 to 6. So if that's a better time for you to listen, that might be something that I can uh, start getting back to, to doing a live show or try to try to work that out. And what I would like from you is, you know, please let me know uh, when you hear the show and what time slot you're hearing it. Uh, let the station know, email me, do something like that so I can be aware of uh, what's working for folks because uh, the show is really important to me. I love sharing with you and I want to really be able to make sure that that we can continue to go on the journey together. One constant that will be occurring is the show is going to be uploaded as a podcast and I know that um, I've gotten a lot of questions about that. If there would be a time that I'm going to start uh, turning it into a podcast and I am going to be doing that. So that's going to start probably... Uh, next week. And what's going to be great is, you know, where you normally listen to your, your podcasts, where you download them, Apple, One Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, all the numerous others, even on 1150kknw.com, you're going to be able to, uh, to to download the show and listen to it at your leisure, which is going to be pretty cool. I'm, I'm really excited about that. So please spread the word um, about this being a, a new medium that that's available. And uh, let's Let's see how, how that'll work for folks and if that's going to be able to, to be of service. So, yes, changes are taking place. My ask is that you stay with me through this growing phase. You know, find a time and a medium that's working best for you and let me know. It would be really, really helpful. You can always email me, lossandfoundseattle at gmail.com. You can message me on my Facebook page, which is Loss and Found Seattle. You know, whatever works best for you, please let me know uh, that, that you're out there, you're hearing it, and that this uh, new way would be helpful to you. And um, I also encourage you to, you know, use those two contact avenues. 
to let me know, you know, what what is it that you're liking about the show? Anything, any suggestions that you have, any topics that that you would like to hear, anything you would like me to to say or do differently. You know, I, I don't want this to be a, a Kathy Cooper show. I really, really want this to be our show. So um, with all of that said, thank you for sticking with me through the, the changes. We'll get this worked out. You know, new beginnings, there's a lot of adjustment that has to take place. So we're just going to have to to walk through this path together and get settled again into what uh, what we're doing and where we're moving forward with the show. All right. And I'll um, do a little summary of all this on my Facebook page, which is, again, um, uh, Lost and Found Seattle. So you can be able to, to refer back to it. But I tell you, what, what's not going to be changing is my commitment that I have to you, that I have to this show. I'm going to do my best to bring the, uh, you the show that's, that's meaningful, that's supportive, and that's engaging, all right? So... Um, so thank you for, for being with me on this journey, and I'm excited for where, where this is all going to go and where we're going to go together, okay? Now, why are we doing things a little differently today? Because today, October 2nd, is my one-year anniversary of being on air. Thank you. There we go. There we go. <laughs> oh, that's even good. That's good. All right. So I, I really can't believe, actually, that it's, it's my 53rd show. Um, and what we're going to do today to celebrate, I am having the tables turned on me. My new friend, Christine Cisneros, she's a, a host of 1150 KKNW's The Confessional Show, and it is heard on Sundays at 1 p.m. So she's going to be interviewing me today, and I really don't know what she has up her sleeve. Um, I can pretty... I'm pretty sure it's not going to be what my favorite color is or what kind of a tree I would be. You never know. If, uh, but uh, <laughs> you never know. but it, should be, it should be some interesting questions, and I would really like it if any of you would want to call in with a question for me. Maybe you want to share a favorite moment from the show. Maybe there was a guest that you really liked and would like to, to share that, um, you know, give some perspective on, on what's been going on for you. So, you know, call let us know what's 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 on your mind. The studio line is 425-373-5527. 425-373-5527. You can email lossandfoundseattle at gmail.com. So please join in our conversation today. We will give you a few moments to get going on that. We're going to take a short break. I'm Kathy Cooper. This is Lost and Found. We will be right back. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. 
What's your story? Have you ever sat with that question and looked to your heart for the answer? It's time to explore the real you. Tune in Thursdays from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. for the brand new show, Story You, with Coach Debbie. Debbie and her guests have a mission to inspire and coach you to find your voice. If you need direction, Story You with Coach Debbie is for you. If you want to be an author, Story You with Coach Debbie is for you. Tune in Thursdays at 4 p.m. and be inspired. There's a reason they invented the internet. It's called 1150kknw.com. Hey there, I'm Kathy Cooper. This is Lost and Found, where every loss matters, and through every loss, something can be found. So as I was saying before the break, today is one year of um, being on the show, and I, <laughs> I remember so clearly that first day that I walked into the studio. Um, I had not been in the studio per se until... Until that time, I, I think I arrived at the radio station about noon. I was so nervous, and I was sitting outside, and I was, um, you know, trying to go over my notes, trying to make sure I got everything down properly, and I came in, and I was so nervous, and I was sitting here, and I couldn't even figure out how to get my headphones on. Eric had to help me, and but what, what was really cool and interesting is once the show started and that music went down and he gave me the thumbs up, I suddenly felt really relaxed and um it, that felt good to know that I wasn't going to be so anxious. Then when we went to the first break, I got nervous again. But then each time um, that I came back on, it, it, I felt relaxed. So I think maybe in my life it would be good if I just walked around with a microphone or something in my hand or in front of my face. So um, it's, been a good, it's been a good year, and uh, Christine is here. And Christine, do you want to you start your little part of what you're going to be saying to me and asking me and well, I, I just thought it was important for people to know, you know, who you are a little bit deeper. You're always helping other people with their issues. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're in palliative hospice care for all this time. And that is just it's so not something that everybody does. In fact, there are very few people that can do what you do. Hmm. And I just I really I have so much admiration for that because I don't know many people in that field. Uh, my sister has been in that field and I've I've literally like watched someone die in her arms mm-hmm. and she's just such a phenomenal person. So it's very far and few between that I meet people like you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just I believe in what you're doing with this show. This is something that people don't talk about. It's kind of something that most of us stay away from because we it's it's an uncomfortable mm-hmm. thing yeah, uh, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And once you actually can talk to someone about this. Hear other people's stories and find that there are there's some common threads. I mean, everybody's experience is different and unique, of course, mm-hmm. but there's common threads. And I think your show, uh, which addresses a lot of the feelings around this and a lot of the ways in which people might even discount their own feelings mm-hmm. uh, and, and then miss out on the big breakthroughs and the things that come from that, the gold mines that happen. Yeah. And so I wanted to interview you today on your show because uh, you know, but uh, just like being on the air for any length of time, but you've been on for an entire year. You've yeah. seen four seasons and you're going to see more seasons. But this is such a unique time. Mm-hmm. This is such a great place to start that mission statement, that that way in which you're bringing your your total journey and path on this planet into something that's actually going to change people's lives. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that's that is it. That's just such a big responsibility. But you do it so well. And you've been doing the palliative care and the um, the hospice care for 30 years, I understand. I mean, is, is that correct? Um, about 10 years for that. But actually, when I look at my career, mm-hmm. that's what my counseling has been with people that are grieving. I just wasn't recognizing that mm. so so clearly. But, yeah, I've been um, a, a social worker for about 30 years, and it has been working with, with hurting people that have had loss. And it's just, you know, once I got into hospice and became a grief counselor, that's when I really realized, hey, I've been dealing with this my whole career and you know my whole life we all we all have that as well but yeah it's been it's been interesting to put that all together well I think this is such an interesting precipice for you this sort of mm-hmm. pinnacle that you're at yeah. because you're coming from this place of of re-enter you're going into the workforce again you're mm-hmm. you're doing what you actually do in the world and you're going to be starting that up again and your show is going to change in some way as far as the timing and the infrastructure and the mm-hmm. framework but everything else, you know, the guts are staying the same. And what I find very interesting about this time, this very auspicious time, is that loss truly does eventually mm-hmm. equal found. It equals the new beginning. And yeah. that's where you are. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's this loss of like, well, this does. I don't know what, what actually is going to pan out for this, but, but it will come out in the end. Yeah. And, and that's, that seems to be the light that you hold for a lot of people. Would you agree? Would you agree that when people come to you and they talk to you, that 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 what happens through that process is you're driving towards what is it that you're going to gain out of this? Definitely. Definitely. And that's that's one reason that even though change is difficult for all of us, um, I, I really I think what folks do get out of the show when they you know, when I, I hear from folks, especially through emails and things, it is that that I'm helping them walk a walk that is difficult for them. And I really that is what I want to do. When I think about the show, I want to be there for folks. I want folks to see that in every loss, there is something good. And like, you're, you're right. Right now I am in, um, kind of in limbo, right? With, A with things, bit, yeah. and, you know, I've been <laughs> since, since, since June 21st, which is that the day that I was fired. I, um, you know, it's kind of been like that, but so many amazing things are happening through this. And, and none of it would have happened if, if that had, had not happened. Ha- exactly. I really sometimes think I want to send a thank you note, but, <laughs> but I don't know if that's, if that's irreverent or not, but, but that's what it is. And I, and I think through all of this, what has changed, I think that's only going to mm. make me a better person and a better person that can listen and hear and encourage and have some better shows. What I'm impressed about, and I know there's, uh, there's quite a bit of difference between impressive and important, right? But I think you cover both because what you're talking about is so important. It's important to people like me. I've mm-hmm. been through incredible loss. In fact, uh, the 30th of, of September marked the 30th year of my dad being gone. Mm-hmm. And I really take comfort in some of the things you say and some of your guests because it's, it's not like you, um, it's not like, you know, you're, you're talking about this very difficult subject and then it, it just becomes more difficult. What we find is that once we kind of open that door a little bit and, and are a little bit vulnerable to other people's stories mm-hmm. and how they're, you know, how they're processing, because this truly is a conversation. Yeah. This is not a, a, a sermon. You know, I mean, you're not doing that. And so once you open that door, it's just up. It's all up from there because mm-hmm. then people are able to say, wow, I'm not the only one. I'm mm-hmm. not. This is this didn't just happen to me. This this loss happened to someone else. And and what I think is very interesting about this time and you 
is that you have this moment of, I did not experience a loss of a person, but I did experience the loss of a job. Mm -hmm. And at the very core, we all wonder what's going to happen next when we lose something. Yeah. And in a sense, you've actually lost your idea of who you were a little bit. Because Definitely. now you've had to develop in other ways. Definitely. And I just, I'm just so excited for you because I've watched you go, you know, in the short time I've known mm-hmm. you, very short time, I've watched you go from, well, I'm not sure how I'm going to do this or I'm not sure what to do to, you know, like mastering some of these ways in which you mm-hmm. maneuver through it. Yeah, would you, would you, is that something that you would say that you would want for your, for the people that listen to you and the people that come to you? Yeah. I, the one thing I, I always strive is to be is, is supportive mm. and help folks realize and support them through the fact that, okay, this is hard. And yeah, you know, when a loss occurs, you, you do lose yourself to a certain extent. And I do hope that mm. through the summer when folks have been listening to the show, you know, some of the topics that I've had have probably been somewhat personal and I do want them to get a sense and, and you as listeners to get a sense of, Hey, this show is supportive of me. It's identifying what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. It's normalizing what I'm thinking and feeling. And hey, this is helping me get through the day. I've often said, you know, when I kind of recount what my my goals are for the show, I I really want folks to to walk away with their their spirit refreshed. Um, I was talking to a friend yesterday and she was saying that sometimes she doesn't want to tune in because she gets sad, Mm -hmm. which I was saying Thank you for telling me that. And for anybody out there listening today that that's what happens sometimes, I think that's a good thing. That means you've got feelings that are needing to be brought to the surface. And if my show can help people feel that, even if they don't want to tune in all the time, at least for that moment, hey, I know I'm sad. I don't want to listen today because Mm -hmm. I'm already feeling it. I'm very grateful that that that's something that can come out of the show because that is somebody being aware of what's going mm-hmm. on and that's a sign that hey there's something here I need to look at and so I she was she was kind of saying to me you know I hope I didn't hurt your feelings and I'm like no I think that's great thank you for for giving me that feedback because that's what I want the show to do is help people think and go maybe I there's some things I can can change about myself I just want to say folks um you know Feel free to, to give a call or to give an email and join in on the conversation. Um, 425-373. I just lost my thought. <laughs> I, I never can remember. 5527. Thank you. 425-373-5527. Thank you so, got it. yeah, please feel free to uh, share a moment or if there's anything we're saying that you're relating to, you know, we want your perspective. So, so thank you. Um, for and thank God for Eric, because yeah. you know what? I mean, we, we get so wrapped up in what we're doing that he's, he keeps the ship right, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, and so. I also wanted to say that if you're going to send a thank you note to anybody, send it to yourself first, because mm-hmm. you're the one that, that, that actually took this on. Mm-hmm. You took it on and you chose to do it. You know, so many people think, well, I have to and I have to. And then, then there's those, I, gotta, I have to, I have to. And, you know, I just love the fact that you have this spirit of I may not be so skilled uh, yet at some of these ways Mm -hmm. in which to produce this, but I am committed Mm -hmm. to doing this. And that's really what counts. Everything else is furniture. Everything. Yeah. And I just I love that you invite the audience in to talk to you. Uh, I love that you have this keen observation with this friend of yours who said I didn't listen 
because, mm-hmm. you know, it made me sad. I mean, you know, in my first year of being on the air, I would have been like, yeah, whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's your problem, not mine. Yeah, go in the corner and cry. <laughs> Wipe your eyes and come back when you're done. You know, life is tough. But but no, I love that you had this this really beautiful way of having a keen observation about her. And knowing that whenever, and that's, this is the, you know, I'd say the positive part of podcasting Mm -hmm. uh, and putting things on archives and things like that, which is that you'll be able to, whenever that person's now is, like Mm -hmm. our now is now, that'll be now for them. And and that's such a nice thing when people can can open up the package when they're ready to. Mm -hmm. I like that. And I think that's, that's what's going to be really important about with, with the podcasting is, is just that very thing is when I'm ready I know I have a place that I can go to and open it up and walk down that path. Sure. And and everybody's at a different place. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, definitely. I lost my niece at four and a half. I lost my dad 30 years ago. And the deal is, is that I'd say I did more processing this year mm-hmm. than in all those years before. And with someone like you, who's, you know, really sharing some of these uh, composite um, feelings and thoughts that happen in this world of loss um, it's so, um, I wouldn't say it's easier, but I would say it's doable to actually be able to make progress and to mm-hmm. utilize your grief and get to the other side of it, which is actually really beautiful. I think so. Um, I know when I was thinking about trying to do this show, it was, can I, I just want to share, yeah. ask, can I share this? Like, <laughs> I mean, ask no, you, this is my show. I'm going to share what I want to share. I remember um, it must have been like in March and I was driving and I, I heard, I just got tired of FM stations. I was driving for about an hour and I turned on and I just found this show. And I remember them saying that, you know, hey, if you've got show ideas, you know, let us know. And that was like around in March. And, and then I just, something in my heart struck me. And I, it was one of those where I needed to listen to what my heart was saying, but I didn't. And so it wasn't until June that I sent an email about it. Well, here I was in the hospital at the time for some testing, mm. and it didn't go through. So I'm like, wow, they never even, you know, they want people, but they never called me back or anything. <laughs> well, then when I was cleaning out some emails um, two months later, oh, wow. I realized that it didn't go through. So it was in August of last year that I really um, started the process. And I, you know, mm. I met and I brought in a resume, and I'm trying to, to be all like, hey, this is why I deserve to do this. And, and everybody really liked the idea of the show. And I... And I, I really am proud that I've had 53 shows of loss, you know. I mean, loss, <laughs> there is so much depth right. to it. And, and people, I think, forget that. Yeah. And that's one of my, my goals is to help people see there is a lot of depth to this. And there is so mm-hmm. much out there. And it's just not, um, well, I feel sadder. And it's not only death. And it's not only our, our normal types of loss that we think of. It, it's it's loss of self. It, it's, it's, you know, relationship and trust. And, I mean, mm-hmm. all of these shows that I've had, and I think it's it's an amazing avenue for growth. And mm. I, I just am very appreciative that I have the ability that the, the folks here at the station are like, you know what? Yeah, that because they could have done the doom and gloom. That's really sad. Who wants to listen to that? You know, yeah. and I really try to make it something that is upbeat. And, you know, we laugh. I, I like to have laughter on the show. And Absolutely. I think that's that's very important. It's an Irish wake. That's you right. Know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's right. why would you want to just go and be like? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess that's that, you know, yeah. I mean, and, and I love that because there's so many ways in which it's all mixed up, mm-hmm. all of it. You know, there's the laughter, there's the, you know, the, I mean, anybody who's seen the Mary Tyler Moore where she's laughing at Krusty the Clown's funeral or something <laughs> like that. And it's a sad thing, but she can't stop. And yeah. everyone has a different reaction mm-hmm. to when things happen. And, uh, and I think that, that the other thing that I find 
about this. Uh, and, you know, this is a, actually a question on your anniversary show, which is, you know, phenomenal. I mean, congratulations. Um, but where do you see, like, it, it, as you move forward into a, whatever framework or infrastructure you're going to be moving into, where do you see the show going? Where do you see this this information, this this mission that you have in the next, you know, mm-hmm. like I'd say five years, where do you want it to go? Who do you want it to affect? Okay, so folks, this is unscripted, so I've got to think about that one. Um, okay. You know, okay, so off the top of, oh, I'd love to be syndicated. <laughs> I, would, I would, you know what, I would really like it to be something that people, wherever they are, that the word can spread enough that somebody knows somebody that knows somebody that can say, hey, there's a, a show about that, or hey, Lost and Found, go to Lost and Found. I bet they have a show about what you're experiencing. Or hey, I don't know how to support someone. Where can I get that information besides Googling? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a show mm-hmm. that you can listen to. Or, you know, how do I talk to kids about a loss? Or, you know, the the types of shows that I've done, what I what I would love is it for it something to spread in some way that folks know Here's the title, Lost and Found. You go there, you're going to get your answer or at least begin to get answers. Well, I think that is that that is a, an absolutely beautiful way of saying this is what I want. This is the effect mm-hmm. that I want to have in the world. I also think that uh, when people get connected to something that they can actually be feel like they're OK talking about what it is that's going on with them or hearing somebody else talk mm-hmm. about it. That it's actually very preemptive yeah. because there are people that haven't had major losses yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm not saying they never have any kind of losses. There's big loss. There's little loss. But when it comes to the really big stuff, mm-hmm. that for them to hear something perhaps today that in 10 years they'll remember and go, oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, you know, that's something that I should go back and listen to that or that's something that I remember hearing that, so I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. This is something that it's okay to feel. And that's and, and really that is the conversation. Because there's, you know, there's the kind of conversation like you and I are having right now. Yeah. Then there's the conversation where somebody says, I'm gonna talk to somebody else about it. But the one constant conversation that happens twenty four seven, three sixty five for your entire life is the conversation you have with yourself. The, yeah. Yeah. And so when that is in there and you're able to converse with yourself Mm-hmm. about being okay, you know, that things, that this is part of life. This mm-hmm. is definitely part of, when we are born, we sign on for this. Exactly. You know? It's either a bump or a crater is what I say. Of, of, <laughs> right. You know, some losses are bumps. Okay, didn't really like it, but I can get righted back on my way. Yeah. And then some are craters where it's like, wow, it's going to take me a while to climb out of this one. So. Or as in my drama getting in here, lack of parking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That, no, that's a, that would have been like a, crater. a crater. That would have been a crater for me. <laughs> really, so. it was just a speed bump. <laughs> okay, that would have been a crater. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm. You know, this. So I, I, I'm not sure when you want to go out to break, but I don't want to run over because I. Can well, just yeah. No, we'll do. A, we'll do a couple. Couple more minutes here. Yeah. We're good. Well, good. Um. So I also the and the reason I'm interviewing you is because I know that not everyone out there can come and interview you. Although I know there's so many people that want to know more about you. Mm. But what I really want to know is what attracted you to this type of work? What attracted you to the stuff you do outside of the station? We kind of know what attracted you to being in the station. But mm-hmm. what attracted you to your life work outside? So I have always 
from the time I was little, been someone that people would talk to, even older, older kids than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that is that what you're like? So when I was um, an adolescent, you know, where nobody knows what they want to do, I knew at sixteen, seventeen, I thought, oh, I want to be a school teacher. Mm-hmm. And then I realized the reason was because I wanted the relationship with the kids. Right. So then, you know, we had a little class one day and they told us different things you could do. And social worker was there. And I'm like, I don't want to work. And at that time, social work meant working for the Department of Social Services, you know, or um, Child Protective Services, something like that. And it's like, I don't want to do that. But then as I looked into it further, it's like, no, this, this is what I get to do, which is work people. I could be a therapist. I could work with kids. I could do all these things. So it was very clear to me that's what I wanted to do. So I knew from the time I was 16, 17, wanted to be a social worker. I knew how my direction, when I wanted to have my own group home, I wanted to do all the, you know, those types of things. I ended up doing that. But I've always loved people and I've always wanted to support people. And I used to call it help. And then as a grief, when I, once I really got into grief, I think there's a difference between help and support. And I really want to walk a walk with people. And that's that's why I love grief so much. And I think from my own experiences, you know, I've had a lot of loss in my own life mm-hmm. and and the grief and little, the more I learned about grief, the more I was able to go back as a child and adolescent and young adult and go, oh, that was grieving in my own life and that's how this attached. But I've, I had a heart. I, I just have a heart for people and I want to be there with them, beside them, support them. And it's just, it's always been there. And I don't, I don't know what to say about it. It's wrong answer. <laughs> it's kind of, it was born, born and bred. And yeah, and it's been good because I've had a lot of experiences. I've worked with kids. I've worked in outpatient mm. therapy, inpatient. I've worked in site with psychiatric hospital with children and adolescents. Um, I, you know, was in hospice and worked mm. with some palliative care. So I've had, a, I've had the full circle and I just really love the part where folks are hurting and go, I, I want to, you know, this is a hard time for me. I don't know how to get through it or, hey, I need some support getting through it. And that's that's what I want to offer them. Yeah. And and that's something that um, most people, it's kind of like first responders, you know, they're the ones that run towards the danger yeah. while we're running away. You run towards the grief. You run towards mm-hmm. the sadness. Mm-hmm. And that is really, seriously, that is so called for in our world as things become a little more confusing in some ways for some people and as people are reaching uh, places in their lives when they are experiencing those Mm -hmm. losses. I really want to normalize conversations about loss. You know, it is kind of taboo. We don't want to talk about it that, you know, it's sad. And I think sometimes we don't want to talk about it because we don't know what to do with it. And one of the things I want to do with this show is really help normalize this is real. Mm -hmm. And Change means loss, and it doesn't have to be the crater. It can be a bump, and that's still important, and that still is affecting me. And I want people to realize that what you might consider small, don't do that because it's meaningful to you. And if it's meaningful to you, then it is real. And then the other side of that is your friends, family, coworkers, whoever, to respect that, that this is meaningful to me. Maybe it's not a big deal to you, but, you know, I kind of got something going on here and then help people understand how to support no matter how large or how small we think the loss is. Loss really is loss. I always tell folks it's the depth of attachment. That's what's going to make it a bumper or a crater, my attachment to what I have lost. And I think if, if that message can get out there and folks can, can feel more comfortable of saying today I'm hurting or 
today I'm sad or, you know what, today I feel pretty good. You know, I think that's, I would be happy with that. That's fantastic. That's really great. Yeah, let's um, let's take a just a, a short break. We'll be back here in a couple minutes. I'm Kathy Cooper. This is Lost and Found, and uh, you're hearing more about me. <laughs> we'll be right back. It's the anniversary show. Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world. Their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. back this is kathy cooper you're listening to loss and found where every loss matters and through every loss something can be found this is my one year anniversary show and so my thank you yes and so my my dear friend um christine cisneros oh fantastic thank you very much phonetically spelling something is way better (laughs) than how you spell your name she's here today to do a little interview kind of help you get to know me more maybe even kind of help me get to know myself more by the questions that she's asking so we're just having a a conversation please feel free to join in on the conversation Um, you can call in with any question any comment that you you have about the show, anything that you have liked, any guests, um, it's just wide open. The The studio line is 425-373-5527, and email is lossandfoundseattle at gmail.com, so please feel free to, to join in. Otherwise, um, what else would you like to ask? Well, me, I was also going to say that um, that the, the lines are open. Call in, please, uh, and obviously it's it's great. Uh, to call in and get some feedback, but but really we we really could use your help because we want to know your perspective. Mm-hmm. We want to know what it is that that's going on uh, in your life where this this show could help you, mm-hmm. how, how it has helped you, and yeah. how it possibly could help you if we were to cover different topics. See, 
this is a joint effort. This is not mm-hmm. something that's, you know, um, something that we just kind of come up with or that, or, well, I don't come up with anything. Kathy's yeah. the one that it's that's her right. show. I do all the hard work here. She does so. all the heavy lifting. <laughs> uh, but uh, but really, the, you're, it's, it's more than just a, an invitation. It's also a call for help because yeah. uh, we really do, we, you know, it's hard to build something um, that is actually going to help you if we don't know what it is that could help you. Yeah, that's very well said. And I think that's that's one thing that I really hope in the the year going forward that I um that I'm able to present things in a way and maybe create a show in a way that that folks feel like they want to engage. You know, I, I really um I really want folks to be able to feel free to to call in with a question or a comment or experience. What's their perspective on something that I'm talking about? Uh, what would they, you know, what I guess saying they is if you're not there, what would you all like to to hear? And, um, you know, what, what's been something that that has been valuable, uh, that type of thing. And, and going forward, that that's what I would really like. And I guess, you know, my goal, that would be one of the goals I have is to be able to to have a way to engage, engage folks. And in fact, you know, give us some suggestions, give Kathy suggestions about how to have the conversation with you. I mean, right now, what we know is that you can call in, you can email us. Also, mm-hmm. if you want to be part, if you if you want to be part of the show and you want to be part of helping those uh, that that we help nonprofits and such, uh, please contact us. We have all kinds of ways that we can do that. Mm-hmm. A really great way that some people do it is by becoming sponsors, becoming advertisers on the show, showing what it is that you actually do in the world mm-hmm. in a way that actually talks about the truth about how you do it. And we'd love to make something mm-hmm. for you and have you part of the family of sponsors that lifts the planet with us. Yeah. Yeah. So That's I guess the other said. question I had for you, Kathy, is, as I get to be, you're in the pokey. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I know what other people feel like when they walk into this studio. <laughs> yeah, get her in the pokey. Um, but what I'd like to know, too, is, is when you... When you had these feelings about this is kind of you, you knew early on, these are mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly what form this is going to take, but this is what I'm interested in doing. This is how I'm interested in helping people. You said something earlier about your own loss, mm-hmm. that you've had some big losses in your life. Do you care to like expand on that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so as a as a child, um, my parents separated when I believe I was six or seven. And that was. That was a huge difference is, you know, I um, I have a lot of memories. Well, that's not that's really not the truth. I don't have a lot of memories and a lot of my family mem- mem- family memories um, as a young person is, you know, conflict in the home. Mm. So my dad leaves. And with that goes any kind of relationship that I would be able to have with him. My mom, you know, did one of those where your dad, you know, all the things that you should say and do. My mom did towards my father. So basically she kept him away from, from my brother and I. So I didn't have a relationship with him through my whole childhood. Mm. Um, it's been off and on through my adult life. And just actually really this year it's been, it's been really good. But that was, a, that was a, a huge loss just in what came of that, especially as I got older. Why didn't my father want to be around me, you know? And then having to, to process that. Um, my mom had some some mental health issues. And so there were some really difficult times with her and um, just kind of not being able to be the kid a lot of times, having Um. to to be more of the adult, take care of her. Uh, So with that, you know, 
a lot of childhood maybe wasn't lived to the to the point that it it needed to be. Um, but what what's interesting is, especially um, up until my all through uh, grade school and and high school, I always had a teacher that was my security blanket. Mm. So through all of the chaos at home, all of the chaos of like nobody loves me, you know, my own father doesn't love me, all of that loss, you know, from from that separation of my parents, I had just five different people throughout from first grade until 12th grade that were important to me that got me through mm. my my childhood and made me feel somewhat normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as an adult, just, um, you know, I've had had loss, death, my grandparents, that type of thing. So those types of normal losses. But but then um, I, I one of the, the big losses for me that is um, that stands out was in my my 20s, my mid 20s, where and this is this is where I talk about losses and they're not being just the run of the mill was breaking away from my family and how my family reacted to that. And then another one was when I came out to my family mm-hmm. and how my family reacted to that. My mom didn't speak to me for six months after I came out to her. So um, loss of family has been probably a, a pretty good theme <laughs> throughout my, my life and um, navigating through that and what that, what that has meant to me. And so, so yeah, I've had a, I've had a lot of different, different times. It seems to me that uh, that what this produced, as far as I can tell, is someone who's very resourceful. Mm. You're very resourceful. You're very empathic. Yeah. You're a, a fantastic listener. Um, and you're someone that, that I see as um, that there are times in which if somebody is going through something that is experienced as loss— um, that there is a way to connect them to perhaps their perception of what they thought should have been. Mm. When you said that, you know, there was some childhood that didn't get maybe uh, lived all the way through or lived to the extent it could have, um, and that is a loss for a child, the loss yeah. of childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, look at the person you are today. And it's yeah. not because that happened. I think that's a very, like, important detail that sometimes is missed it's not because of what happened it's because of what you did with it Mm. you know Mm. I I had a girlfriend once who held my head through the night because somebody had broken up with me and the end of the night I said well I guess what you're saying is is that it's actually she gave me a gift (laughs) she's like no no she did not give you a gift but you're gonna make it into one Mm. that's a really good point I I think that's what you help people do you help their loss you help you help them to identify, mm-hmm. not just, you know, um, oh, this is terrible that this happened to you, but identify how is this going to become a gift? How can you make this a gift for yourself? Yeah, and I, I think that's so. so beautiful. I hope so. I hope that that's, yeah. And I I think for sure when I was doing grief counseling, I, I can see that. And I think that's why I, I, I loved it so much is you could see people come in and just even physically, you know, they're kind of leaning over and when they're sitting in the chair they're just kind of you know drawing within Mm. themselves and as the time passes and they're processing and feeling better you know and maybe listeners you all have can you know can picture this within yourselves as you started to feel better you kind of 
you know, open up and you start standing straighter and feeling better. And I, I do. I hope that that's I hope that's what I do is that I help people make something of, of what they've gone through. Well, and this is one of the reasons that I wanted to interview you today. Uh, and one of the re- this is the biggest reason that I work with you is because this is what you do. And sometimes it's very hard to see that, mm-hmm. to see ourselves yeah, as to not just, you know, who we are, but what effect we have on the world and what it is that we're actually contributing. I used to be someone that believed if you just had your job long enough that you could finally do your work in the world. And oh, I had no. to change that mm-hmm. belief because mm-hmm. that's really not what happens is not what happens that what happens is, is that you do your work no matter where you are. Yeah. And what I find fascinating about your show and about your work is that it's all the same thing. It's just in, you know, it's like Mexican food, right? Eight ingredients, 90 dishes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. what I see you doing. Yeah. Thank you. That's I that's that's a good I hope I hope the audience, I hope you all are are feeling that because that's that was putting into words exactly what what I hope I'm doing. Yeah. And I mean, and it's hard. It's also hard as the listeners, please. I hope you know this, that it's very difficult to see the care in someone's eyes and see their heart. You can hear it uh, and you can feel it on the airwaves, uh, Mm -hmm. particularly when it's live. but what I'm looking at right now is someone who the heart is coming up into the eyes because she really does mm-hmm. care about what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and that is something that you can't see on radio. But I'm going to tell you that right now, that that's actually what's happening. And what I find is that there's so much care about this show. There's so much care about the mission behind this, this show and the work behind it that uh, what I see uh, with you, Kathy, is that you are willing to be uncomfortable. You're willing to stand uncomfortably mm-hmm. while things get figured out, while you figure things out. Mm-hmm. And what I found, find unique about you as well is that you're not an enabler. You're someone that is very interested in helping so that someone can learn how to help themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I think this is a very also uh, such a great cross. And you said, you know, you wrote an email and didn't. It didn't get sent out for two mm-hmm. months. And, and the divine timing of that, yeah. that, that it actually went at the right time and you got in at the right time and we, you and I spoke at the right time. There's all this right timing mm-hmm. and it's always there. It's just a matter if we're going to wake up to that and look at it and not try to, you know, outsmart our common sense. Right. Yeah. Uh, but this venue of KKNW, this is not like a station. This is not like any other station yeah. that I've ever known. And in some ways, you know, there are times when you and I both have talked about, well, I wish we could do this or I wish there was that or I wish this, this and that. And we have the the deal is, is at the end of the day, we have so much freedom Mm -hmm. to actually do this kind of show. And my show, the confessional radio show, you know, I mean, when I first was on, I didn't I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Can I keep going? And I've been on for eight years. And it's because of this kind of venue. That's what I do like. I do like the fact that. Like, oh, what do I want to do this week? Okay, I want to do it on this. Mm-hmm. You know, who do I want to bring in? Oh, I can bring in this person and and not have those. And, and that was something that you did help me see, and I appreciate that, is there is a freedom in being on this station and sponsoring this and doing what I want to do and trying to make it into something that, that I believe is a worthwhile, um, not, even, oh, not only product, but a worthwhile statement to folks. It is an absolutely transparent thing. Because, uh, you know, so many times in this world now, people wonder about motives. They wonder about where things are coming from. Why mm-hmm. do they want to do that? Well, they must be being paid to say that. Well, they yeah. must be pe- being paid to make that or eat that or do that or drive that. 
and and this is truly a very pure mm-hmm. venue because we pay we, for our yes, shows exactly, and yeah. we care about what gets on, and no yeah. one can tell us what to do. I mean, you know, we we can't swear, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> Eric can't get they to got, the button quick enough got, on a, that. There's a delay, but Eric can take care of it. But but yeah. you know, those are things that we don't do. We have to follow the the, the mm-hmm. laws like anybody else. Yeah. But we get we have so much freedom to say the things that need to be said and the things that, like you said, you want to normalize the conversation mm-hmm. around death, around loss, mm-hmm. around these things that are very difficult. And I think yeah. this is the absolute perfect place for you. I think it's fun. I have a good time. I definitely have a good time. I um, hope you as a listener enjoy enjoy it as well. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, I, I would say that the other question I had for you is... Um, I know that uh, I know that we talked a little bit about how to share, how to have a conversation with the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I had a conversation the other day about, you know, kind of bringing down the boundaries, uh, at least not not unhealthily. Like, you know, here, take all my money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah here's my unhealthiness. My <laughs> let me um, let me put it on to you so you feel even yeah. worse in your let, situation. Let me set myself on fire to yeah. keep you warm. So, yeah. no, that, and that's not what we're talking about. But what we are, what I what I'd like to sort of say is that. Um, that these problems that are in the world, we, we consider them sometimes to be problems, uh, problems of loss, problems of what happens after that. And really what, what occurs is that they are challenges. Mm-hmm. and Challenges, yes. And, and I would say that, you know, one of my last questions for you is, as you move along, what do you think, how, how can you, right now, today, if you were to give people a little bit of a toolbox just a general toolbox on loss. How would you instruct them to take problem and transform it, transcend that problem ideology, right? Let go, mm-hmm. have, the, have the welcomed loss of that idea that mm-hmm. it's just a problem and move it into a challenge and then move it into something that's actually scalable and doable. What would you give them? So I would say, first of all, Recognize it. Secondly, embrace what you're feeling. So much, you know, emotions were were meant to emote them. They're meant to move through us. They're not meant to stay with inside of us and be repressed and go to this holding cell or, you know, um, the shadow, as Carl Jung says. And they're meant to be embraced because what you embrace, then that'll start to subside. So the first, so embrace what you're thinking and feeling recognize that it is normal that if you're feeling like you're going crazy that's a normal thing you are (laughs) not going crazy but but that's normal and then take continue to process that and then start to look as you go through the process and you start to come out on that other side look at where am I in my life right now that I wouldn't be if this had not occurred and I think that Mm. is what is so important is if is recognizing that because as much as it is hurting, we've got a phone call here. Hold on. Just um, as much, (laughs) as much as we are hurting, it's important that um, you recognize there is good in this. Something is good in my life now because Mm. of that. All right. Beautiful. Um, Candace, let's go to Candace calling from South Carolina. Hey, Candace. (laughs) I'm I'm the friend who told her yesterday that Sometimes I don't tune in because I'm so sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's calling to confess. <laughs> I'm confessing that was me. I, I, did, I did. I told her, I said, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I get so sad. Yes. <laughs> and so, 
I just wanted to say this, though, about Kathy. Uh, she's a dear friend of mine for many, many, many years. But she has helped me understand loss. That in my mind, it was only uh, it was only about when someone passed on. You know, the funeral and the all mm. of that was lost. But I never recognized that loss happens at all levels of our life at different times, in different yeah. ways. And that anything that you lose is a loss and that, that it that there's pain behind it. But the mm-hmm. best part that she's taught me is that there's also something to move, to move forward towards, that every loss opens up another door. And she's just taught me so much oh, thank about you. this. And so I just wanted to say that about your show because I don't always get sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to say that you've taught me so much. Thank and you. I, and I, and I, I just appreciate it. And I think your show is phenomenal, of course. Thank you, Candace. So, I appreciate you calling in to, to say that. Thank you. Yeah, that's welcome. And that that's what I hope. I hope that others out there listening are saying, you know what, that's that's what's happened too. that I, I recognize because the big thing is we only really used to recognize death. And that's, you know, that's the big one. And that's what we consider. And folks just really need to realize that change is loss. And so I'm glad, Candace, that you've got that. And that was an unprompted call, even though she's my friend. And um <laughs> Yeah, so thank you. I appreciate it, Candace. I was hoping you weren't going to be mad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anyway, okay. All right. Thank you, okay, okay, bye. All right, bye. <laughs> yeah. That's great. It's it, it reminds me of the Khalil Gibran thing of, you know, your sadness is your joy uh, mm-hmm. unmasked. Or, or yeah. Maybe it's the other way around. But, I, but it's like it's the same teeter-totter. It's the same, mm-hmm. you know, we hold the same emotions. And also that scripture that says, the heart cannot stay in one position. It can't stay sad forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's the invitation of the other side. And that's that's exactly right. If we embrace what's going on with us, then we won't stay sad. And that's the whole thing. It's so counterintuitive. If I if I embrace this, then I'm feeling bad. I'm, I don't want to feel all of these things. But everything you're feeling is going to continue unless you take a hold of it and feel it and say, okay, this is what I am feeling. Identify and do something with it. Otherwise... It just stays with us, and that's why people can get so caught up in being overwhelmed with grief is because, you know, the feelings are there, but we just want to push them away because we don't like to feel. And one thing I hope that I help folks do um, is recognize and be okay with, with feelings and having them and know there's a purpose for them. And the purpose is to get us to the other side of where we need to go. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think that's, that is very well said. I think that's something that uh, that I... I concur that I feel that off of you coming off of you, that that is your drive mm-hmm. uh, to help people get to the other side of that mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and know that there is a beyond, but not so focused on what that'll look like more focused on let's get through this. Yeah. And let's, you know, because everything's an exchange. Yeah. You know, the loss is basically an exchange for what is new. Exactly. Exactly. That is so true. Thank you. Absolutely. This was my in. pleasure this to was, be here. This was fun. I, I <laughs> was a little nervous, me. but um, but this has been fun. And and folks, please, um, you know, thank you for, for being here each week. And remember to check out the podcast. Um, you can go to 1150kknw.com and find out where it is. Go to your uh, any place that you purchase the, the podcast. You can download them because together we can touch lives. OK, remember to be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with others. And as Lao Chu said, new beginnings are disguised as painful endings. See you next week.